You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And a good morning, and uh, it's so nice to see you, Charlie, after two weeks away, or three weeks There's almost. those pearly tones yeah. of Frank. He's back. He's back. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Oh, and you know, before I go anywhere, right, here we I go. promised here we this go. lady I'd give her a shout out. <laughs> Elaine, who is my passenger... Uh, passenger? Uh, well, uh, on, the, on the seatmate on the plane coming back yesterday mm. from Florida, and uh, she saved my bacon. <laughs> I, I was having... <laughs> I was having a beer and some cashews, uh-huh. right? Also trying to read the New York Times, and I knocked over my beer right into my lap. Ooh. And, yeah, so she quickly went to the washroom, got me oh, some grand. towels yeah. to help sop things up. So we were both killing ourselves laughing, thinking of me walking off the plane through the terminal, everybody looking, saying, wow, wow. that guy was really nervous, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't so. It was just the beer. It was just but everything's, everything's cool. So but, she saved you. Yeah. You're so hi, Elaine. She was a delightful lady to talk to. I really well, enjoyed that. Good for you. And you're rambling on about your wonderful vacation, which yeah, we yeah. obviously want to hear more about. But let's welcome our guests. Well, absolutely. Here a big hi. in the studio. Welcome, Emma and Stephen Biggs. Yeah, thank thanks you. for it's having us. It's great to be here. We've yeah. got father and daughter. But of course, it's Emma's the star. Let, because let me hold up. I wonder. If you oh yeah, you're perfect. You're right on camera. Okay. There, there's the book, Gardening with Emma. Grow and have fun. This is a fabulous. I've only had a chance to you know breeze through it quickly, but it's fabulous. It really is. It, it's well done. Lovely, Thank you. lovely graphics. Good photos. You look like you are having fun in your garden. Yeah. Well, I always do have fun. And your dad was just saying you latched onto gardening at an early age. Yeah, it's been longer than I can remember. I is that remember. Right? When I was little, I'd make mud stews and pull carrots and just have fun, and I guess it's just grown since then. And so what was the first thing you remember growing that was kind of your, you liked it, made you feel good? Uh, well, there's a photo of me with my first cherry tomato plant, and mm. that kind of, I like that a lot because I love growing tomatoes now, so it's nice to see where it all started. Yeah. I don't remember it in my memory, but it's nice to see the photo. So what are you, about two or three years old in the photo? Do you know what? Yeah, um, yeah, she yeah. would have been about three years old. Yeah, the first, so, okay, so I know you love tomatoes. That comes quite clear in the book. Yeah. So tell me how many tomatoes you're planning to grow, variety you're growing this coming season? Well, I grew 133 varieties last year. Oh, and amazing. So that was amazing. I had so much fun. It was There's such a great, a great photo. year. I don't know what page it's on, but all the tomatoes are lined up out yeah. on, a, on, a, on a And that's log. actually a replica from when I was little. Dad lined up a whole bunch of different tomatoes on a split rail fence, and he got me to stand in front of it. Uh. So it's a replica of those were dad's tomatoes and now those uh, it shows all of the tomatoes that i had grown and they're all different like super uh, crazy varieties and colors yeah. and stripes and spots that's what that's why i love tomatoes that's what makes them so fun and do you ever do like blind t- tasting so you try and you know cover your eyes and cut them all up and try different ones and do the I flavor thing i haven't done that but i really want to do that oh but emma did do a tasting event uh, yeah. two two summers ago oh yeah she yeah. went out we had special friends coming over and she picked 
every single tomato that was ripe. What would you say, about 30 plus that day? Yeah. She laid them all out in the table. So imagine reds and yellows and oranges. And we went around with a carving knife and sampled each and every one while Emma took notes. Oh, yeah. Dad said reds and oranges and yellows, but there were also greens and blues and purples and whites and And browns. Browns, exactly. Yeah, You missed half the tomato rainbow, Dad. (laughs) Just so we make sure that folks out there uh, listening want to pick up this book, and I hope they do. It's uh, uh, published through Story and available, I'm sure, at most good stores everywhere, right? Yes, through bookstores online and and bookstores Mm -hmm. and places and, that sell gardening things. Yeah, Toronto mm-hmm. Botanical Garden is that kind of a location. Yes. Thing. Indigo, obviously, I would think. Yes. Excellent. I was just mentioning just before we hit the airways to uh, Steve that uh, the wonderful thing about this book is that it couldn't have come into fruition without the love of Emma in doing this this kind of thing mm-hmm. with her interest. You know, no matter how much a parent likes to, you know, get somebody involved or one of the kids involved, yeah, if they don't have a love for whatever they're doing, yeah. it's not going to fly. But boy, you sure do have a love for it. And it's it's really obvious with this book. Yeah, wow. it's the highlight of my year. I've been, even though it's cold outside, I've been spending my time looking through seed catalogs. So. It doesn't end, does it? Spoken like a true gardener. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to do the numbers just in case yes. anybody wants to call well, in? Because exactly. we could we talk do have for an somebody, hour. We easily. do have someone on the line, Sharon from West Lorne. We'll get to you very, very shortly, Sharon. But for the rest of you folks out there who uh, want to give a call here and say hi to not only Charlie, but as well to Emma and Steve, here's the Toronto line 416 360 Then anywhere in the province, it's toll free 1 866 740 4740. Our little mantra goes this way. Call early, call often, one question per call. And if you happen to be a first-time caller, by all means, let Sebastian know. And when you get to the airwaves or just before... You'll get your garden wings. There you are. First time caller, Bell. <laughs> the best. Yeah. All right. We should probably uh, take, yes, a take a little short break. Little we better break do that. And You've be got that real. right. And we'll return shortly as we broadcast live and direct from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. <laughs> Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And just before we take a call, let's uh, have a little word from you, Charlie. Yeah, well, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, I just wanted to remind everybody there's a few things going on. Today, today only, from 10 to 3, get the jump on spring, excuse me, <clears throat> I'm choking, and CD Saturday happening at the Toronto Botanical Gardens. And Emma's going to be up on stage, are you not? Yeah, I what am. What time? What I'm going to be up, I think it's 12.30? 12.30. 12.30, and I'm talking about cool crops, so neat plants to grow in the garden. Hey, cool crops. Love it. Yeah. So if you want to meet Emma, get a signed book. I imagine you'll be selling books. Get out to the Toronto Botanical <laughs> Gardens. Yeah, exactly. Stephen's looking at Emma. Yeah. Yep, this <laughs> is part of the drill, my daughter. <laughs> you got to sit there with your little shirt. And sign books. Sign away. <laughs> I just had her dedicate to part of my family on another book to go. Excellent. Uh, super, super stuff. Okay, and I have one announcement I want to make yeah. just before we go to our callers. Next weekend is the Philadelphia Flower Show, famous Philadelphia okay. Flower Show. It's huge. And I'm, I've been totally honored to be invited to attend the Philadelphia Flower Show and also go and see Longwood Gardens. Two oh, things on my bucket list are going to get dealt with next weekend. That's terrific. So, so I'm not sure who will be sitting here. It'll be a surprise next Saturday okay. who's right. here with you Frank but um but I'll be spending the weekend in Philadelphia see that for years and years huh? yeah, oh yeah. good so for you I'm very excited about that okay All right. well with those notes on the air let's move along to our caller Sharon very patiently waiting on the line from West Lorne Ontario good morning Sharon welcome to the show good 
morning, Charlie. Welcome back. Or Charlie. No, no, Frank. Yeah, I didn't go anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) And good morning, Charlie, and to your guests as well. Welcome to them. Thank you. Um, What I'm calling about is um, fertilizing indoor plants. Mm -hmm. Um, Can I start fertilizing them now? Um, I have several in that, too, and a poinsettia that I want to put outside after it gets warmer than that, and I was wondering if I could fertilize it now and then put it out somewhere in the garden. Well, Sharon, what do you do? You notice that your plants are responding to the longer days that they're uh, new growth. Well, to a, to a point, yes. Because when we start seeing that new growth, then we know the plants will very much appreciate some fertilizer because they'll actually use the fertilizer. Uh-huh. So don't hesitate when you're starting to see that sort of burst of new growth. And certainly I'm seeing it in my tropicals. They're, they're all kind of going, woo, longer days, let's grow. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and they will use fertilizer as long as they're actively growing. That's yeah. the bottom line. Okay. And the, the point that I can, because there's little leaves coming on it. There you go. That too, That's that, new growth. New ones and whatever in that too. And mm. where would I put it when I put it outside to come along. Have you ever put one outside, Emma? Well, I haven't. No, no Dad I, does most of the flowers. I've, tr- I've tried, but <laughs> nothing has um, come we, about or whatever in that, too. But I just wondered where to put it. Stephen's going to give you yeah. a suggestion. Uh, I've never planted them outside, but my mom always did, and she filled a shady corner of the garden with poinsettias from the previous winter. Right, and but leave them in their pot. Oh, if, you're in good, their pot. if you're planning mm-hmm. on taking it indoors, you can... Yeah. Put the pot underground, but yeah, make a yeah exactly shady corner. They'll grow nice green, bushy plants all summer, and then you'll lift them up out of the garden before frost, so late August. And give me a call then if you if your dream is to get them to turn colors. That's the the red or the pink, whatever it was. We can color it up again, but there's a special treatment you're going to do starting in September. I haven't got too many shady spots. The trees are out, you know, sort of encircling the the lot and whatever and that I'll too. So. Well, me, you know, Know, tuck in under a tree if you can. You don't need to bury the pots. You can just, they'll just do better and partially, you know, a little bit of sun in the morning is fine, but just don't put them in full sun. You okay. okay. won't make it. Okay, that's fine. Have <laughs> okay. a good weekend and don't get blown away tomorrow. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, that's that true. Right. You too. Be careful. Ooh, 110 kilometers an hour yeah, wind. Gosh. I know. I know. Oh, wow. Tomorrow. Anyway, thank you very much. Thanks, Sharon. Nice to okay. hear from you. Thank you very much, love. Uh, here we are on the Garden Show and we can, uh, well, we're going to make it an international situation no. today. Here we Let's are. Go yep. South of the border, West Seneca, New York. There's Joe. Good morning, Joe. Hello there. Good morning. Good morning. I have a situation here. I'm going to be moving, and there's a rose bush. Mm-hmm. It's, it's old, but it's not big. And I want to take it with me. Can I dig it up now and replant it where I'm going? Are you moving that soon? Uh, in about. A week. Oh. Mm. And your ground would be frozen, I would think? No, it's kind of soft. Oh, wow. Ah. Well, you must live in the banana belt, obviously. <laughs> yeah. No, no. <laughs> How old is but it I, when you say I, it's old? I stuck a shovel in there, and, it, and it's muddy. Oh, okay. Okay. How many years do you think it's been in that location, roughly? Oh, about 20 years. Hmm. Mm. Well, 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 it's, anything's possible, anything's potentially movable. Uh, what would you say, Stephen? Yeah, well, it'll be dormant, which makes the moving easier. My question would be, how big is that root on there? Yeah, uh, root ball. Yeah. Hard to know. How big is the stem? When you look at the stem, the main stem, how big around do you think it is, Joe? The the set. Oh, the- couple inches. Maybe an inch. 
Oh, okay. Well, not bad. Okay. So, you know what? You, have you got a big pot? The bigger the pot, the better. Oh, I can put it in the pot then, huh? You'll have to. Yeah, that, that, to do the move, you're going to want to pot it up. Try not to let too much earth come away from the uh, roots. Absolutely. Listen yeah. to Frank the gardener. Yeah, yeah. Listen I to Frank. That. It's amazing. <laughs> Frank always claims he could kill dead. He could kill yeah. fake plants. Plastic plants I kill. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, bottom line is the bigger the root ball, the better your chance of success. So the bigger the pot you can get that root ball into, again, better you're better yeah. the chance of success. And do, and do then, I water it? Or anything after what, I put it in the pot? Yeah, once you lift it, depending if it's real muddy and mucky, I wouldn't be too concerned. You're going to lose, you know, you're going to cut some roots along the way. There's no way you're taking all those roots. So up and into the pot, of course, you're going to cut back the top growth. I personally would cut it down to about a foot or less tall. And, as mm. you know, 10-gallon pot minimum, even a 15-gallon pot would be better. But if it's too much to handle, 10-gallon minimum, dig uh, soil still around the roots into the pot and then take it to your new location. Keep it outside, of course. Do not bring it inside. It's got to stay out. And then or will you be able to put it back into the ground where you're going to? Yeah. Excellent. So, what? Well, the other thing uh, to, to keep in mind, if you have somewhere like a garage that's, that's cool where it will stay dormant, you could put it in there too to, until you're ready to plant it in the new garden. Yeah, but if it, it can just sit outside unless it gets super cold. Like we're getting, yeah, 20 below, yeah. then you're right. You, a garage would provide a little bit of um, protection for the plant. Because remember, above ground is colder than in the ground. So you don't want to lose the plant from freezing in that pot above ground. But yeah, and then I'd just get it into the ground, nice sunny location, well-drained soil. Uh, when you do that planting in the spring, little bone meal or transplanter fertilizer I would probably use just to encourage some roots right away. Okay. Mm. All right. Yeah, but I can't put it in the ground, so I don't know if I can get a pot that big. Uh, okay. So, wait, you can't put it in the ground where you're going, you mean? Well, I mean, I can put it in now, but, I mean, like you say, put it in a pot. Oh, okay. Well, how else would you move it if you didn't put it in a pot? Well, I'd dig it up and then take it to the area and... Yeah, but how, how would you take it to the area? That's, I guess, what we're wondering. Because you, you want to keep... my car. Yeah, yeah, but you, of course. But you want to keep that soil around the roots. So some people might just use an old bed sheet and wrap that around the roots. But that root ball needs to be a ball, not just bare roots, is my point. Uh-huh. Okay. So, so do what you can to have it all hang together as best you can. Yeah, that's well uh, said. Probably. I was going to wrap it in burlap. Yeah, well, that would work. Yeah, burlap sure would work, work well. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, perfect. Many, many wholesalers do just that. They trans. They do all their digging, and it's called bald and burlapped, and things are sold and planted. You can leave the burlap on. Every time I move trees, I find that the, the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, hey, Joe. Joe. Let thank, us know how that much. works out. Yeah, keep in touch with us, Joe, okay? All right. Thank you very kindly for uh, calling into the Garden Show here on Zoomer Radio AM 740. We're up to our next little break here, but we'll be along in moments to say hi to uh, Tim in Toronto. And look, and, uh, what, what? Tim's got a question about blue tomatoes. He's oh, calling oh, the yeah. right person. All right. Yeah. We've got Emma on, on standby here to answer <laughs> that question and more on the Garden Show from Zoomer Radio. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. 
exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And Charlie Frank Proctor here, the sous chef of the garden. Uh, and we are just having a great show this morning with mm-hmm. special guests, Emma and Steve Biggs, uh, here to promote a wonderful book, Gardening with Emma, Grow and Have Fun, put out by the Story uh, Publication folks and available just about everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just mentioned off air there to uh, Emma that, you know, in a couple of days she can listen to this show on the podcast That's and right. hear herself, you know, giving mm-hmm. sage yeah. advice to everybody. <laughs> but let me quickly give the phone numbers, okay? And then we have another caller coming on the line here. Uh, in Toronto, 416-360-0740. And then anywhere in the province, it's toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And now, from Toronto, just around the corner maybe, it's Tim on the line. Good morning, Tim. Good morning. Morning. Go what's, ahead. What's going on at your place? Oh, um, I'm actually calling on behalf of my son, Ryland, who's a little shy, but right here. Uh-huh. And uh, he wanted to know about the blue tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Okay. How do they taste, and do the, do the colors ever change? He mentioned uh, we had other flowers in the garden, and one year they were kind of pinkish, and then the other year bluish. Mm. Okay. Hey, Tim and Ryland. Hi. <laughs> All right. Emma's on this. Okay, go Emma. Hi, Ryland. Yeah, so I've grown quite a few blue tomatoes. I really love them. And so when they, it's pretty cool when they grow because they actually, as the tomatoes form, they actually are blue from the beginning. And so the bottom, if it's a different color like white, it'll go from green to white. But if the top uh, is blue, it'll actually stay that color. And so I find that really neat on when we're watching tomatoes grow. And then for the flavor part, uh, I find that they all have different flavors. I don't think that there's different colored tomatoes have different flavors, even if there are some characteristics that carry through different colors. I think that it uh, depends on the variety, totally. Hmm. Is there that many blue tomatoes? Uh, there's quite a few. I've grown maybe six of them, really? but I'm hoping to grow more this year because I know that there are a ton more. Huh. What are some names? Uh, yeah. there's, I know there's the Great White Blues. What other names should people look out for? My favorite is maybe the one called Blue Green Zebra. And it's a oh, bit like the Green one. Zebra tomato, except the top has a bluey purple blush on the top. It just looks amazing. And then it's literally green stripes beneath yeah. that, right? Dark green stripes on a light green tomato. Yeah. Beautiful. It's My favorite color. so amazing. Wow. Yeah. There's also this cherry one called Bosque Bumblebee, and the bottom is a vibrant yellow, and the top one is a purpley blue. It's so neat. That yeah. is neat. Emma, you, I've never you're never supposed that. to ask a lady your age, but... I've got it. How old are you? <laughs> I'm 13. Wow. I know. Do you believe it? <laughs> that that age belies your knowledge, I'll tell you. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. But Emma's been gardening for a lot of yeah. years. You say in the book, it might not be a lot of years by some people's standards, but it's all your life as far as you know. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing, uh, Tim, did that answer your question okay? Oh, well, I guess. Oh, there he is. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yes, it did. Uh, Rylan, are you okay? Yep. That's awesome. Thank you so Thanks much. for calling in, guys. Yeah, no kidding. Thanks for calling. Got your little traveling fan club there, huh? <laughs> That's great. Yeah. No, you know, the, one of the first things, of course, you'd know I'd do this. Yeah. Uh, I looked at the book, and, and, there, and it's like it's a big book. It's not a it's little glossy. tiny thing. It's got great photos. Photos and all. But... Um, the the Garden of Sounds. Oh, What's yeah. that all about? Well, you can noisemakers from the garden, dried poppy seed heads, uh, grass can make a great squeaking sound, uh, dried gourds make 
uh, gr- good shakers yeah. when you move them around. Beech trees move their leaves over the winter and uh, keep their leaves rather over the winter. And if you shake the branch with dry leaves, it makes an interesting sound. All sorts of extra yeah, little like goodies along there. Yeah, pods, that, right? That kids goes, will yeah. just get a kick out of, you Okay, know? but you yeah. know what's one of the really good sections is make a play space, as in grow a play space. Yeah. So have you done some of these? Tell us. Yeah, this is all stuff that we've done. So, well, the first one, actually, we didn't grow, but we made it out of straw bales. So mm. when we impulsively ordered a ton of straw bales <laughs> and we were going to try gardening on our driveway, we also had a few that we took to the backyard, and me and my brothers built forts out of them that we could hang out, and it's fun for my brothers because it's like giant Lego blocks. Right. So until they fall apart, they're biodegradable <laughs> Lego blocks, and then at the end of the season, you can mulch with them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Let me hold that book up. Good again, plan. And then, okay, so give me another example of things you've grown to make forts with. Well, we also did the bean teepee, nice. and so that's you can put sticks or. Uh, bamboo poles and a teepee shape and then grow a couple bean plants vining bean plants up them and it's nice because you if you make it bigger you can actually sit in there hang out in there and then there's these beans dangling down (laughs) over your head so if you're hungry you just reach up and grab a bean it's amazing there's nothing like a fresh bean i know you know it's funny when my kids were little they were my best garden assistants and of course you always want for children i find and even adults grow what you love right that's how it starts so if you yeah. love something and you grow it you're that just gives you the courage and the confidence to keep growing so both my kids had di- loved different things my son loved dill pickles so he would grow cucumbers and dill and garlic and then get together the family always has a dill pickle making day and the family members this is with bubby mm-hmm. and the family members would walk in with store bought my son was the only one who walked in with homegrown to make his own pickles. So that was pretty cool. And my daughter loved the, just fell in love with the idea of eating flowers. That was her, oh, the, really? that's what got yeah. her so turned on to gardening was the idea of, I can eat a flower? Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. so that was where she focused. And then she got into the idea of butterfly gardens and then wanted to just support the butterflies and grow everything to, to be butterfly friendly. And so the, the teepee was a, was a big hit when we did that. Okay. And, and the kids would come in, I'm hungry. And I'd go, Go find something to eat outside. <laughs> it's like, okay. So my daughter would have to go eat her flowers, and my son would have to go play with his snapdragons. He loves snapdragons too, right? Oh, they're fun. Okay. They're yeah. so much fun. That, that's the old, you, know, you stick your finger what in the snapdragon. Peas. Oh, I love you know, the fresh uh, pea shell, or what do you call it? Well, oh. the, ed- there's edible but, yeah. pea pods, but then yeah. like beans, obviously, too. Mm-hmm. All of it's yummy. I also but love unzipping. the pea tendrils, too. Yeah. Those are my favorite. Really? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Hey, just a reminder, we've got a totally blank line here. What? Yeah, now that is so unusual. And uh, you have an opportunity to plumb the mind of a a very talented young lady here, uh, Emma Biggs, uh, and her book, Gardening with Emma, Grow and Have Fun. And uh, here are the lines in Toronto, 416-360-0740. Anywhere in the province, it's toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Now that you're a big international star, Emma, um, (laughs) what what about your classmates? You're in what, grade 8? Yeah, I'm in grade 8. Where, what school do you go to? I go to Willowdale Middle School. Mm. They must yeah. be very impressed. Oh, most of them don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, now. It's my secret life outside of doing homework. <laughs> I suspect you do very well in homework. Huh? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I would guess I get the sense she's yeah. a fairly focused young lady. <laughs> so tell me about the straw bales. I think you might have piqued the interest of some of our listeners. You ordered in straw bales, and then what was the plan? Yeah, well, it kind of started, we were talking to a straw bale expert, and 
he was give he was saying how they were so productive, they were so cool to grow in, and they were so easy to grow in. And so we decided that we'd go home, order all these straw bales. A uh, few of them did go to the play forts, but the rest of them we set up on our driveway. We added a high nitrogen fertilizer. I think we used blood meal to get them starting to decompose. And then when they heated up. And then when they cooled down and the temperature leveled off, we just planted in them. Wow. And so you just have your little seedlings and you can just transplant them in there. You don't need to fill them up with soil or anything. It's like the growing medium and the pot all in one. How long did it take for that to cool down enough? A uh, couple of weeks. Well, three, four weeks, oh, ideally. Yeah. yeah. So you got your bales in like March or April and you were able to plant in May or June? If we had been on the ball, we would have done it in <laughs> March or April. It was a last minute impulsive thing. So it was actually yeah. uh, late April, I think. Uh-huh. And then, But what you do is you water, water, water right. and, and add nitrogen. So yeah. blood meal is an easy one. Right. And that gets those microbes in there decomposing it. And, and so you're pretty much growing in this bale of beautiful compost. Yeah, really. And so, and how deep do you think your compost was when you, how, how much was composted when you did your initial planting? Did you get a sense? Uh, a couple mm. inches or centimeters? Or? Well, it decomposes more as the summer sure, goes on. Course, so it's it not highly decomposed when you're planting right. in there, but it, it's, uh, it's decomposed enough and wet enough that the roots can grow out into yeah. that space. Perfect aeration wow. in a straw. Yeah. So yeah. watering is important, obviously. Watering is critical. More than once a day? Once a day is what we did. Once yeah. a day was it's enough. Also, it was hard for us because it was on our hot driveway. Yeah, exactly. So that made it, it was Even a lot hotter. hotter out there. Uh, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, did you have to water more than once a day? But once a day was yeah. enough? Yeah. Straw held once the moisture? A, once a day yeah. was enough. Um, and if uh, if we do it again this year, I want to set up a drip irrigation we system. We tried last year. It didn't go great. We didn't do it very well last yeah. year. That's how we learn, hey, right? Yeah. Last minute. Good ideas. I don't know, you guys sound like you get great ideas <laughs> and then get around to actually doing them last minute. <laughs> yeah, we, we figure stuff out as we go. Yeah. And, you know, the... the big learning last year was, hey, we can order straw and have someone deliver it because it drives my wife crazy when we transport <laughs> straw bales in the minivan and there's bits, you know, it sticks to the uh, the upholstery. And it's good that he also figured out how to get the manure or the compost that we get in deliver too because she doesn't like that in the van either. Yeah, yeah. Gee, I wonder why. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What a surprise. <laughs> so how, who delivered straw bales? I found a farmer on Kijiji or Craigslist oh, wow. and I just said, I need 30 bales in Toronto, can you deliver? And he said, yeah, sure. sure. How wow. about that? Yeah. You know what? We're <laughs> gonna, let's take a little break here. We have Lorraine waiting online from Stainer, Ontario. We'll get back to, but a reminder, phone lines are open at 416-360-0740 and anywhere in the province, it is toll-free, 1-866-744-740. Our special guests, Emma and Steve Biggs, and uh, talking about gardening with Emma, Grow and Have Fun, a new book just released at the start of this month and available at every good bookstore. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Boy, you've picked a good day to tune into Zoomer Radio here on the Garden Show, Charlie. Huh? We have we special have. guests Emma and Steve Biggs. Emma, who is just thirteen, has written a marvelous book, Gardening with Emma. Grow and have fun. We'll talk more about that in a minute. But let's go back to the phone lines here from Stainer, Ontario. There's Lorraine. Good morning, Lorraine. Good morning. Morning. I have a spider plant, and on the main plant, 
there was a like another plant growing up in the middle, and that broke off. Mm-hmm. And but on the bottom of the main plant, there's like little white bulbs, or it's not roots; it's like little bulbs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to know if I rooted that middle plant that broke off, um, or will it root, or will I let it grow from the main plant with the little white things on it? Huh. Both could grow, but uh, Stephen's got a suggestion. Yeah, I was just going to say that brought back memories of when I was a little kid with my grandmother and her spider plants. And I remember teasing apart the, the roots, and there'd be those uh, tuberous roots, I think rhizomes, they are, rhizomes. Called, yeah. and, um, and so she would root... Uh, pieces that broke off, or she would just pot them up in potting soil, and, and, and it's an easy-to-grow yeah. plant. Yeah, yeah. Well, and this the, plant's never had spiders on it. Oh, uh, well. It's been like a main, it's big nice plant. and green and white and healthy-looking, but it's never had spiders. How much sun do you have it in? I had it, like, right by a west window. Oh, and that sounds perfect. And you water how often, roughly? Just whenever it felt dry. Oh, okay, as you should. That's the right mm-hmm. way to water. And do you ever fertilize? I haven't. Okay, so fertilizer starting now, this time of year, February, March, once a month, just through spring and summer, no fertilizer after August. Uh, just, so just a monthly feeding with uh, an all-purpose, you know, 10-10-10 kind of fertilizer. Okay. We'll probably encourage those babies if you want the little spiders. Okay. Um, and keeping it in the western location or taking it outside for the summer. I find uh, spider plants are super happy outside, and then you bring them in at the end of the summer. Very. Oh, okay. Excellent, excellent houseplant because it's the number one air cleaning plant of all the tropicals. Yeah. Okay. Takes out volatile orga- organic compounds that might be coming off of rugs or paint or dry cleaned material, you know, clothing, and okay. things we don't necessarily see or smell. Mm-hmm. That plant will just clean them all up for you. So for sure, root, pot up whatever, whatever drops off of it. I'm sure you'll have lots more spiders. So this main piece that broke off mm-hmm. in the middle, will it root in water? I probably wouldn't put in water. I'd probably do what Steven said, is just get some moist potting soil and, and use maybe some chopsticks to oh, okay. stabilize it And because okay. you don't want to bury it right down deep. You just want to have it kissing the surface of moist soil and oh, okay. roots should grow at the bottom. Okay, good. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Hey, Lorraine, thanks for joining us this morning. A rather cloudy day here in downtown Toronto, getting prepared for what's going to be a very windy day tomorrow. And weird temperature. Yeah. We're going minus 7 and to then plus, plus 8. Plus 8, yeah. Unbelievable. All in yeah. 24 hours. But look, I'm so glad that Emma's here because we have another question for Emma. All right, and Bernice <laughs> will offer that up from Hamilton, Ontario. Good morning, Bernice. Good morning. How are you? Great. Morning. All of you. Good morning, all. Good, Good morning. morning. Um, I have a question, two oh. questions on green onions. First, how come oh. they're so expensive in the store right now? They're dollar sixty-seven and up just for six green onions. Mm. I haven't noticed where they're coming from, but they're probably bring, bringing them up from Venezuela or someplace. Like they're growing, or Mexico, Mexico more likely. It's, I think it's more of a distance transport cost. Well, they used to be seventy-five cents when they're closer to home. Yeah, yeah. I think. I, you know, honestly, my husband buys the vegetables at our house, so I, I never really know where they're coming from. But typically, at this time of year, they're coming from further away. And, and Bernice, you know what I forgot to do is to give you the first-time caller bell here. Yep. So there you go. I'm, There's your, I'm good now. Your garden wings. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Did you um, want to grow some green onions? Yes, I do. I've tried them years ago, and, and they didn't sprout for me. From seed? Um, should I use potting soil or those little pea pods? All right, Emma. What do you think? Uh, I, me and Dad at home, we use potting soil. We that's what we use. 
Uh, you could probably either would work. Uh, we also grow from uh, onion bulbs, right? So the little, that's, the little sets, yeah. Called, yeah, yeah. So they're baby, baby little onion, yeah, bulbs, really, yeah. but yeah. called onion sets. Bernice, did you try growing from seed or from the little tiny bulbs? From the seeds, yeah. Seeds, seeds take a long time I was gonna say, to grow. Yeah. They do take a long time, and you you kind of give up. You forget to water them because it takes weeks and weeks to get them to germinate. And then they're so tiny, it's really easy to overwater them. Like it's a f- very fine line on onions. Yeah, and I've got to um, say, I I do a lot of talks about vegetable gardening. That's one of my passions. But mm-hmm. I almost never grow onions from seed because it, it's a long process. And growing in a basement under lights or yeah. in a window, it, it's just not worth it. So I buy those little sets where somebody in a commercial operation has raised them that far and you're far more likely to have success and, mm. and they're inexpensive to buy. So my advice would be grow from those little onion sets. So where do you get onion them? Sets. Yeah, yeah. S- onion S-E-T-S, sets. Yeah, S-E-T-S, sets. You get like a little bag and there's usually like 50 or 100, 100 yeah. in the bag. That's right. Oh. And so you'll find those at garden centers. Well, as soon as they start bringing out mm-hmm. uh, stuff in the spring, you'll March. find onion sets. And March. I always buy extra because after I've harvested my first batch of onion sets, I'd like more that I can then stick in for a subsequent harvest. So buy lots. And you put them in the fridge in between? Or what do you do? Actually, no, you, they'd probably grow in the fridge. Yeah, I, I stick them in my garage where it's fairly cool, cool. and in a dark corner. Right. Yeah, because oh. you don't want them to grow in the bag. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a pretty quick crop. Like You're harvesting green onions, what, within four weeks, maybe? Yeah. from Three, four weeks, yeah. 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 And you, you don't need much space to grow, you know, 100 yeah. onions, that's for sure. Because yeah. how, how close do you plant them apart? Do you remember? Uh, maybe like two inches apart. Yeah. We just plant ours around the edge of the garden. It's great as like a border. Not, and pretty. Oh, hey, and that's do you a good idea. think that that might help with some insect control? Yeah, right. I'm not sure. Or, or uh, even but you know what it's really good for if we're talking about kids gardening? Kids not oh, like yeah. to mark their space. Mm-hmm. And so right, if you name. give your little kids a corner of the veggie garden, they can stick in a, a little fence line of onion sets <laughs> hey, all around. Cool. Oh, and make that's, that's the property line. Don't come over that's here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Stay out of no my space. Trespassing. I used to do that. <laughs> you don't remember. <laughs> Have you ever tried writing your name in plants? I haven't. I should though. Yeah, that and onions that, would be the best crop. I, to was do that, say, I remember a yeah. friend of mine's kids. That was the that was the only reason they wanted to garden is because they wanted to write their name <laughs> in plants. <laughs> they didn't really care what they grew as long as their name was in the garden. <laughs> hey, thanks for Thank the questions. You. Thanks, Thank Bernice. Thank you very much for your help. Uh, oh, you're welcome. Our pleasure. And may I may I say, do you have uh, maybe small children somewhere in the family? There, I would advise you getting this book. It's a dandy gardening with Emma. Grow and have fun. More about that in just a minute. We have to take a little bit of a break here and uh, come back and we'd love to have more questions for Charlie and for Emma and Steve. It's uh, 416-360-0740 here in Toronto, but anywhere in the province. Toll free 1-866-744-740. We'll return to the Garden Show in moments. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. All righty. Now, if you were privy just before the mic went on there, uh, Charlie said, well, hey, what do you guys want to talk about? So they were just ruminating around their minds what they wanted to address. But we do have other calls coming in. So maybe we'll take those. For instance, uh, Pamela. Yeah, from Clinton, Ontario. And is Pamela a first-time caller or no? I no, can't it doesn't say. Okay. Pamela, good morning. Welcome to the show. 
Good morning, and I'm really keen to talk to Emma about her being a great ambassador for children, learning how to uh, garden, particularly since I'm a person way out here in the rural part of Ontario, and I think it's important for kids everywhere, Mm -hmm. particularly in the urban area. So I wondered, Emma, did you ever get to grow a pizza garden when you were uh, littler in school, maybe grade four, grade six? Well, actually, for one year with the Eco Club at our school, we for our fun fair, we made pizza kits to sell and make money for the Eco Club. So we had little tomato plants, some garlic chives, and some oregano, too, that people could buy. And they were actually set up so that the pots were sitting in an old pizza box with instructions on how to grow them and a pizza sauce recipe. And so we did do that for school, and it was pretty neat. That's great. That's very encouraging because I think it's good to see things growing right in front of your eyes. The Mm -hmm. second thing I wondered about is, have you ever heard about the tomatoes? You seem to be a tomato specialist. (laughs) About the tomatoes, uh, many years ago, I think it's going back to what would be the turn of the century for you. So about 1999 (laughs) to the year 2000, um, we had a program with Mm -hmm. the astronauts and some grade four kids all across Ontario that grew tomato seeds that had been treated and not treated here on Earth and treated and not treated, taken up in a spacecraft with right. one of our to Canadian astronauts. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. back in the early days of Bob Thrisk and Mark Garneau and it's astronauts true. like that, I know okay. Bob Thrisk was one of them very involved. When they came back with those tomato seeds, the kids in the grade four, grade six, I think it was mm. in that case, classes all across Ontario grew those seeds mm. and had a competition to see which ones made the best salsa. Wow. Have you ever tried to, the Do you hear about that program? I've heard of this program. Yeah. I've never, uh, my school didn't do it, at least I wasn't around back then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, of course not, no. So, what was your well, result? The Ontario Agri-Food Education, the, yeah. the Farm Museum out in Milton. And I uh, know I don't think it's called that anymore. It's not the Ontario Agriculture, Country Heritage but it's Agriculture Park. in the Classroom Program. Steve and uh, I know Steve Pakin from TVO, and we had a bunch yeah. of folks involved. And the plowing match that year was in Caven, Ontario, just outside of Ottawa. So that's where the big cook-off was, was for the salsa. Oh. And the seeds that were uh, not treated but went to space, I think they were the ones who won the tomato salsa project. And huh. this also, of course, was made by the astronauts and, you know, other important so-called important yeah. people out of Ottawa. So What go. a fun way to engage kids in, yeah. in gardening. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we were encouraged by. And I, I'm going back, obviously, I'm an older lady and I'm going back 20 years, but I'm really excited to hear that Emma's so involved. I, I happen to know the Minister of Education lady here in Ontario pretty well, and I'm going to make sure she gets a copy of your book. Oh, Ooh, thank nice. You, Emma, Thank for you. all your work. Make you more <laughs> famous, Emma. That's you sound true. like a school teacher, Pamela, were you a teacher? A retired, a retired one, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good, good for yeah, you. I am. But so I'm, I'm really, that... really, really pleased to talk with you. I'm in, 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 congratulations, and to your dad too, and for yeah. encouraging this because teaching kids about agriculture and about growing and where your food comes from, it's been my whole life, and I've been doing it for about 50 years. So. Yeah, oh, well, good for you. I'm so glad that you're doing that because it is so important. So thank you. Thank yeah, you for thanks. calling in. Good thanks, Pamela. You. Thanks for calling. And okay. that was Bye-bye. real citizen science. What Pamela was talking about. Yeah. That was because the the whole thing was taking seeds to zero gravity for a period of time. Yeah. Was that going to affect their ability to grow, like to germinate? Yeah. So mm. it was it was really interesting. Like I say, it was true. Yeah. It was kind of famous citizen science experiment. A lot of a lot of engagement by by teachers and students. We're almost uh, well, let's see nine fifty six. So let's time. squeeze in another call here. Aaron in Moonstone. Good morning, Aaron. Good morning. Uh, morning. My question is, 
Good morning. My question is about the romaine lettuce. Can you grow romaine lettuce year-round at home? Because, you know, they've uh, banned it sometimes in the stores recently, well, the last couple months. Mm-hmm. Good question. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes I've tried growing different vegetables on my windowsill. I've grown, tried growing tomatoes, beans, peppers. I tried lettuce, of course. Somehow I walk past my windowsill every day and I forgot to water them. <laughs> so they didn't do great, but I know Dad has succeeded with growing lettuce and romaine. Yeah, so um, I often do lettuce on the windowsill. And I'd say the, the thing to remember is don't expect it to look like the heads of romaine lettuce you get at the grocery store. But if you want to grow some of those smaller lettuce Leafy leaves, greens, uh, yeah. it works really well. And in fact, I think I used an old six-quart basket lined with a bit of plastic, mm. put that on the windowsill and... Um, Especially at this time of year, as the days get longer, it does quite well. And the seeds germinate fast and easily, yes. but watering, of course, is important, as yeah. we've learned. That's why I grow succulents on my windowsills oh, now, because they take longer to die. So Ignore it's better them. to say that my plants live six months and two months. Now, do I get a seed? Sorry to interrupt. Do I get a seed or do I get an old romaine lettuce and use something off that? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I've never tried uh, rooting a piece off of a lettuce from the store. I'd say to get the the best, you know, the fastest, easiest results, I would just get lettuce seed. Mm -hmm. I personally would get seed because then you can get some of the neat varieties like the red ones and the ones that are speckled green and red. So that's what I personally like to do and hopefully I want to go home and maybe plant some this weekend. (laughs) Yeah, actually, there's a lot of really neat lettuce seeds out True. there so as Emma was saying all these different colors and textures mm-hmm. and but seed is your best bet I'd say and I guess okay. you thanks so much for your call Aaron Thank and, you. and and I guess Emma you and Stephen are off to the Toronto Botanical Gardens where not only is it the jump on spring but it's also seedy Saturday yeah so you're yeah. gonna be have you been reading up in advance what's gonna be there or? actually I've been spending the last few nights uh, going through seed catalogs and I have a list of things I want to get you're looking so I'm for. hoping to find a lot of the seeds that I want there. Yeah, because it's a swap, right? It's a seed swap. Seed swap and sale. So if you need seeds, uh, come to the TBG today. And and if you see Emma and want seed advice, (laughs) and I'm sure she's happy to share it. Yeah. And gardeners are the friendliest people. I'm going to hold this up one more time to the camera. Just tell me, Charlie, whether we're getting You're pretty good. Good good picture right there. Perfect. There it is. Okay. Gardening with Emma. And and with, with assistance from her dad, Stephen Biggs. Thank you guys for coming. It's really been a marvelous show honestly pete but you know what i love too the steven is a published author as well emma's dad and and in the in the introduction emma talks about being sort of his assistant and helping him you know he's at book signings and she makes signs for him and stuff (laughs) and she's just obviously thrilled to bits that now she's got dad being her assistant yeah he's my secretary (laughs) (laughs) answers your email sets up your appointments your book signings soon it'll be the world tour right he'll be he'll be organizing that for you well you made my return to back to work very, very easy indeed, Emma. Thanks so much for being with us. Yeah, well, thanks. thanks for having us. That's been awesome. I'm so Thank glad you. you came, and I'm so glad we got callers that were interested in, in picking the knowledge out of your brain. So yeah. that's always the best when that happens. So have a good afternoon at TBG, 10 until 3, free admission, free parking on today. And I will not be here next week, as I told you. But Surprise I, uh, host, yeah? Yeah, I will be tweeting and Instagramming okay. about all the cool things I'm seeing and doing in Philadelphia. Oh, well, good so Maybe will, we can hook up on the phone. Hey, that's a thought. You know. So I won't see you next week, but I will see you the next week. All right, Charlie. Until then, and thanks again, Stephen and Emma. Okay. Thank, Thank you for you. having us. You're welcome.
This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.